I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On the left wing for the win. He shoots and scores. Five, four, and ten in is loose. Touchdown Elks. Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Ho, ho, ho. That's how the Anderson triplets spent their summers on the farm. Jets lead the Red Wings 3-1 with five minutes left in the second period. After two, the Capitals up 2-1 on the Islanders. And just one other game in the NHL tonight. It'll start in an hour. Seattle at Los Angeles. The Edmonton Oilers with two games left before Christmas. Tomorrow at New Jersey. Friday at the New York Rangers. Both games on 6.30. Ched. 4 o'clock for the face-off shows. And the games will start at 5.30. The Oilers have now lost three straight. Still 7-3 and three in their last 10, but kind of interesting how they got there. The first seven were wins. Actually, the eight in a row were wins, and now they have lost three straight, which we will discuss tonight as we move along. Luke Gazdick is going to join me. He will also touch on the story that uh, is the headline for the Oilers today, and that is it looks like Connor Brown will not play tomorrow. It looks like Connor Brown will not play tomorrow. The Oilers... Well, the headline free agent signing from the summer for Edmonton. And, of course, he has uh, wobbled along here with one assist and no goals in 23 games, and he is minus 10. And uh, looks like he's going to be out of the lineup tomorrow against the Devils. So that is a big story that Luke will touch on when we bring him in a little bit later on. Happy to hear from you, by the way. Final edition of Inside Sports Before Christmas. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com. Before I get to uh, some of the uh, comments that... Uh, that uh, head coach Chris Knobloch and also Zach Hyman made today after practicing in New Jersey. I, I just, and, and this is kind of something I, I talk about fairly regularly, and I want to bring it up because I, I think that it really has been highlighted here as we saw the Oilers start the season 2-9-1, and one, make a coaching change when they were 3-9-1, and one, and then they've gone, you know, a, a, a decent, uh, decent ten and six with Knobloch as the head coach. We'll see how these do over these next two games. But before the Oilers went on the eight-game winning streak, they were third last in the Western Conference. And now it, it depended day to day, right? Because you know teams would play on days. But generally, they were usually eight points out of the playoffs there for a stretch. And then they won eight games in a row, 
and now they've lost three games in a row. So even if that had happened more evenly, like let's just forget about the streaks and just say they won eight, you know, one, two, lost one, one, three, lost one, kind of a more even distribution. They'd still be eight and three in their last 11. That's really good for an 11 game stretch. But they are paying the price so harshly for that bad start to the season. So remember when I said, you know, when the Oilers were doing really poorly, um, you know, they were ahead of San Jose, even though they they had lost to San Jose, and and they'd kind of moved past Chicago. They've passed Anaheim. That's it. They've passed Anaheim. Now, points percentage, yes, they have passed Seattle, but Seattle is still two points ahead. The Oilers have four games in hand, but the Oilers have to go out and bank points in this games. They have those games. They haven't banked any points in their last three. So that's how difficult it is to move up in the standings when you've had a really bad start to the season. And the Oilers didn't just have you know, a disappointing start or a mediocre start or an average start. They had a poor start to the season. 2-9-1 and one is terrible. Five points in 12 games. So now 8-3 and three in their last 11. So they're still below 500 for the season. And they still have to pass, well, all the teams except three in the Western Conference uh, to get into a playoff spot. They got to pass Seattle. They got to pass Minnesota. They got to pass Calgary. They got to pass St. Louis. And then they'd have to pass Arizona, who currently holds down the last playoff spot. And remember when I said, you know, when the, before the Oilers went on that run, they were eight points out of a playoff spot. I mean, some days it might have been, you know, seven, depending, you know, depending how other teams are doing, who's jumping over to who. But basically, you know, you kind of looked at it and said, well, they're eight points out of a playoff spot. Right now, they are seven. Seven points out of a playoff spot. So basically, I you know, I'm generalizing here. I'm not going to be a little boring, I think, if I went over how the standings progressed every single day. But basically, the Oilers have went 8-3 and three in their last 11 games. They have moved up one spot in the standings, and they have made up one point on the playoff cut line. That's, that's how hard it is to climb. Now, I'm not saying impossible, and I still think the Oilers can play better than they've been playing. And I, I know Stoffer was touching on in his show that he expects them to be better in the second half of the season, which I think is a, a reasonable expectation. Not a guarantee, but I think a reasonable expectation. But that's how difficult it is. They have gone 8-3 and three in their last 11 games. They have passed one team in the standings in terms of points, two in terms of points percentage, and they're still seven points out of a playoff spot. So, very, very difficult. And if the Oilers do get into a postseason spot, and, and I, I said this earlier, this is a season-long project, basically. Because that, as we've seen, like they, they could win eight in a row again, and they probably wouldn't be in a playoff spot. They'd be closer. But this, the, this is a season-long process to get into the playoffs. And I got to present the other side of this. It's one that will be completely derailed if this losing streak of three turns into one of four and then one of five, and then who knows after that after Christmas. They cannot afford another 12-game stretch where they get five points. That, that would kill the season. And we're not going to be talking about a playoff spot. We're going to be talking about lottery odds and what to do at the deadline and all that kind of stuff. Not to be a downer. That's just the reality of the situation. So anyway, uh, Brown not expected to play tomorrow. Nugent, Hopkins, McDavid, and Hyman back together at practice today. That line has been incredible lately. Here's head coach Chris Knobloch. 
Um, that line had been playing so well, and we, um, in the second half of the game, well, in the third period, we went with that, and you just saw the momentum of the game, and I believe the shots were 13-2, to two, or, um, no, sorry, 16-2. to two. Um, You know, it wasn't just because we re reunited those guys, but everybody just kind of fell into place, I think. Um, yeah, and that's what we're going to start with, and we'll we'll see how long that'll, that'll last. All right, so McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman. Dreisaitl, Kane, and Fogel. McLeod, Yanmark, and Gagne. And then you have Hamblin, Ernie, and Ryan. So basically, Gagne moves up to where Brown was, and Ernie comes into that spot on the fourth line. Uh, again, if Connor Brown doesn't play tomorrow, and it looks like he will not. And I will say this for the Oilers, two of the last three games... They've outchanced the opposition. They've played well enough to probably get something out of those games. I'm talking about Tampa Bay and the Islanders, but they weren't able to. Zach Hyman talks about getting all those shots, but not enough goals. That's process-based, right? You keep doing it, eventually it's going to go in, and uh, that shooting percentage will, will even out. So we just got to keep getting our looks, and, and they'll go in. Well, and we have already been through this this season. Uh, when the Oilers had a four-game losing streak after the uh, Heritage Classic, they had a couple of games with a lot of shots. They had a four-game stretch in which their shooting percentage was below five, and then we saw some pucks start to go in. So I, I do think fair to expect that some, some of these shots might start going in. I do think there are, are some reasons some of them have been going in often enough. But but I there there have been, even though this L3 is not good right now, there, there have been some positives over the last few games. Certainly the special teams was not one last night. Uh, you heard Zach Hyman talk about them trying to be process Oriented. That's something Chris Knobloch has emphasized, and he said this is how the team has to keep their standards high. Good leadership, um, and also coaches holding everybody accountable. And, um, you know, there's there's mistakes that happen, and they're, if they're... The game is about mistakes, and you can't have players playing in fear of feeling that if they make a mistake, they're not going to play. But um, as a coach, you always have to balance what are their intentions. Um, you know, if they have good intentions... It's going to happen, but um, you know, if they're taking shortcuts, that's where a coach has to keep players accountable. And ultimately, the only thing uh, you know holding them accountable is their ice time. And um, but I think I see, I believe we've got a, a group of players that want to play right way and want to be successful. Not only individually successful, but also more importantly, they want the team to be successful. And we're um, we're striving for that. All right, a little bit there from head coach Chris Knobloch after practice today in New Jersey. We will talk about Connor Brown's demotion, uh, a bit about goaltending, a bit about the Oilers' shot volume, and a bit about what NHLers like to do over Christmas with Luke Gazdick coming up. As always, he's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. You're listening to Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Is the season for news. Naughty or nice. Christmas, the best time of the year. Merry Christmas from Reed Wilkins and Inside Sports on 630 Chat. All right, he used to play for the Edmonton Oilers. He's now broadcasting with Sportsnet. He joins us every couple of weeks here on Inside Sports. We welcome back Luke Gazdick. Luke, how are you doing? Good, Reed. Always a pleasure, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to talk to you. We're going to just dive right in here, buddy. We'll, we'll do the fun topics at the end today. 
we're gonna we're gonna start off heavy we're heavy gonna, and negative are yeah, we yeah start heavy and negative exactly well they've lost three in a row again after the w8 um and the story today is that uh connor brown practiced as the extra forward the uh the man has one point this season it's been tough um that would be a huge story if he does indeed turn out being the, to be the scratch tomorrow. Your thoughts? Yeah, first and foremost, with the streaks, uh, your tweet went semi-viral, hey? I've already been asked about it a couple of times, about the win three, lose five, win eight, all that. Uh, it's a bit frustrating, but... Yeah, Brownie, this is, this is a tough one because I even think I... I, I way over overhyped this, I think, a bit in terms of expectations. I think he was one of the players that I was most off on his production. So I've had to curb expectations, as have a lot of fans as well and people around the league. But I I do think he's doing a lot of good things out there. It's just tough when you're not scoring at all. I mean, even if his production was down a little bit, it would be a different story. But to have no goals is different than having even just a couple. And I think he's been great on the penalty kill. He's getting his chances, had another two on one last night, hit a post on another chance, but really you can only give someone so much leash before they really have to start returning the favor. I really do think he is going to be a valuable player down the stretch for this team. Uh, I truly think that in the dog days and in the tough games, he reminds me of a player that is going to be very important for them. But you are right in saying that I think this is a big story if he does end up being taken out of the lineup because I just did not see that day coming. Um, but we're through two coaches now, and I really feel for him and the emotion that he's probably going through, especially with scoring that goal the other night and the emotion that came with it at home and then having it take, getting taken back. Uh, it's been tough because I know he's probably going through it right now. Is it? Too simple to say he suffered an injury that maybe he's not going to not fully recover from, but that is going to prevent him from being the player he was before. Am I oversimplifying that as a theory? Uh, not oversimplifying it, but I just don't even think I took into consideration how much a major surgery and missing a full year of National Hockey League games uh, would take a toll and impact the player as much as it has. Um, he, he certainly, like I said, still looks pretty good to me, doing some good things out there, but at times does seem like maybe just a step behind, a little less jump. Um, and, and like I said, we've really had to have to kind of curb expectations. So and we've talked about this before. Even when I knew you, as an oiler, uh, I remember having very brief off-mic chats even about your status. I mean, your role was you might play, you might not. You didn't always like it, was my impression, but you accepted that was Luke Gazdick's journey in the NHL. That hasn't been part of Connor Brown's journey. Is this, I mean, I'll use the word, is this embarrassing? Does this rattle even his teammates a little bit if he winds up being the guy not playing? Because he was supposed to be, like, heck, I thought he'd score 20 goals. You know, I thought he'd. Yeah, 
I, I think embarrassing is a little um, a little harsh, but I, w- I will say it will be surprising. And I mean, if you're listening and you're thinking, well, why is that surprising? He doesn't have a goal. I mean, surprising in the locker room. Uh, I just know how much he means in that locker room and how he is now, even the short amount of time he's been here, a big part of this team. And it can always be a shock when you walk into the dressing room and your number's not on the board in the first 12, 12 uh, forwards or first four lines, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, it will be a bit of a, a surprise to some of those guys, but um, for him, it's, it's much, much of a wake up call. I, w- I would call it. I think it's always tough for guys that haven't been through this type of role before when you start to go in and out of the lineup. Um, For me, it just made me a lot more nervous, to be honest. I I always felt like when I was in game, even if I was having a good game and I made a mistake, I always felt like, oh man, like, is this going to be the mistake that takes me back out of the lineup? Or if we lost and I didn't have a great game, I was thinking, is this the, is this the, is this the end? Am I going to be taken out of this lineup now? Um, it really just got inside my head. So I know he's pretty mentally tough, and I hope it doesn't affect him too much, and he sees it more of just a wake-up call. Yeah, great perspective, Luke. Luke Gazik joining us tonight at Inside Sports. So, I, I, you know, I think during the Oilers' eight-game winning streak, they played well. I, I would There wouldn't be a game in there that I would have said they stole or didn't deserve to win. Certainly some were close, but they made the plays they needed to make. And now in two of these last three, they get the shots, team record against <laughs> Tampa Bay. And then even last night, you know, they outshot them and carried the play five on five. It, it, so is this just okay? Sometimes a good goalie beats you or... You know, are we looking at shot quality? Are we looking at polish around the net? Or are we looking at even the law of averages sometimes uh, in terms of what's happened in two of these last three games? Yeah, I mean, it's never okay to lose three in a row. I'll give them credit. That Tampa game should have gone the other way. I mean, I think they deserved better, but man, I hate saying it, but you just need a couple saves sometimes. Florida was ugly. I'll, I'll say that. I think even though they had a lot of shots and Bobrovsky played really well, it still was a little lopsided to me. But last night was the one where five on five for me was outstanding. They dominated in puck possession. They dominated in shot attempts, which I thought was crazy because I saw many chances where I thought they should have shot the puck more. And I'm not one to tell Connor McDavid when he should be shooting the puck, but he had a great day on a power play in the second period that he, I thought he should have shot, but that's why he's the best player in the world and not me. Uh, but special teams killed them. So they're starting to go back to this team now where Sometimes the five on five is good, but this isn't there. And sometimes the goaltending will be there, but the five on five is not there. And good teams don't do that. Good teams bring the consistency on a game to game basis. I cover every team in this league now. I watch all 32 thoroughly. And the teams that are really good, I don't notice differences from night to night. I know if I'm doing a, I hate to give them credit, but LA Kings. I know right. if I'm doing an LA Kings game, I know I don't even have to watch the game. I could do an analysis on it the next day and you tell me the score from the game and I could break it down for you because I know how that team's going to play every night. And that's what's really bothering me about the oil right now is I don't know which Oilers team's going to show up and I don't know in which aspects of their game are going to show up. Yesterday is so 
you know, surprising to me, especially their penalty kill, which has been so good over the last little bit. And then you go and give up two goals, one right through the seam, the second one right through the seam when their sticks have been so good. Their power play that's been outstanding. They give up a shorthanded goal on a power play, which is one of the biggest no-nos in hockey. So it's, it's putting all these things together. And so it's never good losing three in a row, but the bigger problem for me is just the inconsistency from night to night. Okay, Luke, Luke hold that thought. I want to ask you about the goaltending and a little bit about being a, uh, a player. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here over the Christmas break, Luke Gazdick with us inside Sports on Chet.